what's up everything why i can't remember to record these intros when my mic is attached and nearby i'll never know but here we are nonetheless today we're going to discuss the central division preview the most important of all the divisions because it's the one we're in we'll also talk about the st louis blues and give our team preview and then dive into some other nhl predictions we'll surely get wrong it's a lot to cover and the nhl season has officially started so let's get started and let's do that hockey Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, October thirteenth. It's almost Friday the thirteenth. That'll be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it fell on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we are back an early. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you it's a matinee edition because it's at like five p.m. But you guys aren't gonna hear it at five p.m. So what do you care? But we're here. And it's 4 p.m. for you. Well, it's 5 p.m. for you now, and it's 6 p.m. for me. But anyway, we've gone far too deep into this time question. Ian, how are you doing tonight? What is time? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. It's weird that hockey games have been played and that the season has started. I feel like there's been a lot of talk this offseason more than usual. I don't know why. Or maybe I've just been listening to more hockey podcasts than usual. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of weird that it's it's begun. It's here. Not for the Blues yet quite so much. but Forever. Yeah. But everyone else gets to play the hockey. Blues will never get to play games. I've heard. I've, that's the story I keep hearing. I mean, they um, made it sound like the official start of the season was Tuesday, even though two NHL games that count have been played, but mm-hmm. in Europe. So it doesn't count because Europe is not a place. It's only where... 30 or 40 percent of this league comes from i really like that not only do we not play our first game until saturday but then we don't play another game until wednesday of the following week good stuff so it's, it was probably and then, for that and then we don't cardinals play again run. until saturday yeah oh my it, god it was for that deep cardinals playoff run they didn't want to yeah. you know bump into that oh boy i gotta tell you folks if that's why they're planning it like this and i've been told in the past that that's supposedly why the Blues always start with like not so many games. They need to adjust that for uh, the passage of time because that's no longer the case. Also, weren't the Rangers on opening night or is the theory that they can support two teams? Oh, no, that's a large city, Stephen. Everyone's got time for everything. Here in little podunk St. Louis, we've got time to pay attention to two sports. People are too busy for two sports. Someone should tell the MLS team. They got to you know, go you're grease playing the up same the combine. <laughs> That's right. I can't believe MLS came here when the Cardinals are playing in the summer. It's, folks can't do two things. They can't Terrible. do two ball sports. That's right. You can do uh, hockey and any of the horse sports. That's right. Or you can do <laughs> baseball and anything water-based. But that's it. Perhaps a disc. Maybe we need a disc thrown in yes. there. Maybe, uh, maybe some disc golf, perhaps. Mm, yeah. St. Louis professional disc golf team that could be that could be that could be hot. 
That's uh, that's the podcast. For uh, well, <laughs> so we're, well we're in matinee form. We are in matinee form. Let's dive in to the Central Division, shall we? Shall you? Do we want to do that? Let's do yeah. it. It's the last division. It's the most important division. Only for its proximity to us. Um, the Sabres, first of all, signed uh, their coach to a multi-year contract, which feels mm. like a real stretch. And they also signed a goalie, a defenseman no one's ever heard of for seven years. Mm. So that's, that's right. cool. Um, but before we, uh, we're, well, we're not going to go into that more. So let's skip the NHL news and go right into the Arizona Coyotes, who are playing, I believe, in a community rec center this year. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how bad the NHL is at everything they had 57 points last year and a minus 106 goal differential which is not good uh they finished eighth surprisingly didn't make the playoffs Quayton Keller maybe a bit of a resurgent year 28 goals and 63 points in 67 games not healthy but almost a point per game uh Nick Schmaltz almost a point per game in 63 games Phil Kessel who played their uh, had eight goals and 44 points in 52, or sorry, in 82 games. So 52 points in 82 games. Not a lot of goals for Phil the Thrill, which you would think is kind of what he provides. But um, he did what he could, and uh, that's the Arizona Coyotes. They have lost um, Antoine <laughs> Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, Ryan Zingle, Alex Galchenyuk, and Phil Kessel, who, a little behind the scenes, folks, has been on this list of people that they've lost the entire time. That's right. Uh, Ian did not just add him when he heard Phil Kessel's, Phil Kessel's name in the uh, in the rundown there. Um, and then they brought in Zach Cassian, Patrick Nemeth, Nick Bugstad, Troy Stetcher, and Connor Ingram. The kinds of people who, you know, would be happy to play in a college stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was a question for these UFAs. How do you, did you remember college fondly? Would you like to go back perhaps? <laughs> oh, boy. exactly. Um, what do you make of the, I mean, what is there to make of the Coyotes this year? Honestly, I think a big problem too, is like, we say like, here's the players that went out and acquired, they acquired begrudgingly. If they could, they would ice five people. <laughs> like, yes. That ice is five true. people as the whole team because they they're in the race for Connor Bedard um that's that's the goal for them I'm sure internally or I'm sure sorry externally they're like you know we're just trying our best to you know get a a season put together and and take the next step as a team but really they're not they're they are going to be trying to shed people in fact they're probably going to be trying to get rid of uh, Jacob Chikrin here at some point or another when he's finally healthy um, they are going to look to take on ghost contracts for any team that needs to get rid of those folks. Uh, they just want Connor Bedard. And I got to tell you, I really hope he doesn't end up there for the love of God. Honestly, I'd rather he be on the Chicago Blackhawks because at least yeah. then I can see him play and Although, I can, he could be a yeah. factor of some kind. That's true. And I guess with Arizona and Chicago now, both in our division, we can't even make that excuse. I guess you're right. In a sense, I guess you're right. For, Although, for his health, for the health of like the sport and interest. And sport. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine like the next best player after Connor McDavid supposedly is now in Arizona. <laughs> when Connor McDavid had to suffer through like five or six years of being on the Oilers when they were bad. Do you think though that that could be the catalyst to finally move the friggin'? Uh, that's true. 
That's uh, true. Can coyotes. God, I think if they got Connor Bedard and if by you know act of God uh, Gary Bettman <laughs> left Died. the NHL, I think it would be a matter. The only of, act of God is death. Yeah, that's right. If he, you know, quote unquote, left the NHL, um, I think they'd be moved in in minutes, if not seconds. <laughs> I think they'd be, they'd be gone. They'd be out of there, and they'd be anywhere, anywhere else. Literally, literally be, any other place doesn't have to be Houston. It could be back to Atlanta. It could be uh-huh. Rick in Salt Lake City. Uh, yeah. They can move him straight to Quebec City. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. They, he'd be gone. So, yeah, Naples, but right. Florida, perhaps another Omaha. Florida. I've heard oh, yeah. great things about Omaha. Maybe the Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Ice Juggalos. The Ice Jacksonville Juggalos. Juggalos. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jagweeds. <laughs> <Just, laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? People wouldn't care. Yeah, but you make a good point. Maybe that is, if they get them, that is the catalyst to be like, we can't have them. We, we can't get Arizona to trade him, so we will just move the entire team to a better <laughs> market. Um I mean that that's their end goal. I really I don't know what else to say about this team. I feel bad for the few good players that are on this team. I feel terrible for Clayton Keller. I mean, he signed a contract there, he's making money, he's making his money good for him. You know, Phoenix, Arizona, wherever you're living in that state, uh, is you know a great, great place to live. Um, but I just place nearby where you once saw Dolph Ziggler in a bar. So that's right. Know. That's right. My you second favorite that. wrestler. I can't, I can't pick a first, so he's my second favorite. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Sammy to Sammy Zane. I mean, he's he's up there now. He's, he's quite good on the mic. He's, he's a funny guy. He's, he's, it's been so good lately. They're, all their stuff has been just so good. We pro- I know I've told you this before, and I've probably said on the podcast before, but every time I see Sammy Zane, it's just, especially now, he's just like a weird hobo version of Ryan O'Reilly. As mm-hmm. if you could look at Ryan O'Reilly and already think he's not a hobo. Like yeah. with that beard. It's like a crazy uncle version of Ryan O'Reilly. It's even worse for Sammy, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said about the coyotes. There's really nothing more to be said about this team. Mm-hmm. They're so bad, they're trying to be bad. I can tempt them. Let's move on. Uh and we'll talk about the Chicago Blackhawks, who are also trying to get Connor Bedard this year. They traded Alex DeBrincat for peanuts, or should I say for <laughs> catnip? And <laughs> Kirby Doc, did you like the little chuckle that made that almost seem like it was funny when it wasn't? That's right. Uh, they Cats will fall Kirby. for anything. Cats will fall for anything. That's right. That's right. That's why we have so many listeners. <laughs> we traded Kirby Doc uh, to Montreal also for nothing. They traded or just lost Dylan Strong? Oh, they didn't qualify him because mm-hmm. they're idiots. That was so weird about, and I know we've discussed this plenty, so we don't have to go into it in more detail, but like it just felt like they were not even trying to rebuild in a creative way. Like they weren't, mm-hmm. they were bungling the teardown, you know, like they didn't qualify that guy and trade him for a second round pick or something. I don't anyway. Um, or just let somebody else sign him for a second round pick. Whatever the case, uh, Riley Stillman also left, but they brought in Jack Johnson, such luminaries as Max Domi, Andreas Athanasiu, Jason Dickinson, not Jason Robertson, folks, Jason Dickinson, Peter Morazic, Adam Cracknell, and Alex Stalock. No, I made out the Adam Cracknell part, but you totally believe me for a second. 
if you were listening at home, probably because you're a cat and you don't know who Adam Cracknell is. But um, another team that's queerly in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, another team I feel like there's not a lot to say about. Um, is there anything you would like to say particularly about the Chicago Blackhawks? I mean, we know it's going to be rough. Um, they're going to be fighting again for that bottom spot with Arizona. They lost three of their top five scorers, right? Like the Brinkat's out, Dylan Strom's out, Brandon Hagel got traded at the deadline last uh, last or this past spring. So that's that's Patrick three of them. Kane will probably be traded. Yeah, Patrick Kane is their number one. At Seth least Jones by the deadline, I would think. Yeah, so that's the thing. Is like, it seems like at some point a switch was flipped. It was probably the summer, honestly, that like for a while there last year, it was always like, well, um, Jonathan Taves isn't very happy here and he doesn't really understand the direction of the team and all this, all this weird, like he's playing stupid sort of things mm-hmm. where he's like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. It's like Jonathan, the team's bad. Um, Patrick Kane. Didn't I always like, hate that by the way. Yeah. You know, I, talked just, about it, but... I don't understand. He's just like, I'm like, I know you're a competitive guy, but you also have to understand like the dynamics of like a league with a cap and everything. <laughs> aging. Yeah. Yeah. The concept you know, of aging trades like these are there's there's intricacies in them, Jonathan, but in general, they're very basic concepts. I just feel like he's sitting there like, I don't even know what's going on. I haven't seen Corey Crawford for like months, man. <laughs> like what's going on in this locker room? <laughs> Jerry, where's our where's all my friends, baby? Where are all my friends? They're over. Brandon not... Saad, he was he was wearing a Blues jersey the other day. I don't even know what happened there. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he's demanding Brandon Saad. <laughs> we'll give him. We need him. Pay the uh, right price and we'll give you Brandon Saad. If Stan Bowen was still there, Brandon Saad might be a Blackhawk again. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be totally fine. Yeah, you got to think that, like, though, basically Patrick Kane never talked about really wanting to be moved or anything either. He was pretty silent on all this, but it seems like the summer it's flipped to everyone's pretty much like, well, this is the last year of their contracts and Blackhawks obviously are stripping it down. So they will be traded. I think the big deal or the thing that's going to be of interest when watching the Blackhawks this year is like when those trades happen, because it seems like, they could have either done it the summer to give a team like a full year of control or a full year with these guys, or they could do it at the deadline. Right. But it seems like maybe they're going to wait at least a little bit of time to see like what teams emerge as like good teams. You know, there's some obvious ones like Tampa and all these other guys that are obviously always good, but are a little cap strap. So it's like what team is good and can make this work. And it seems like there's a lot of indication. This is probably going to be like, a lot of, or at least two different, like three-way trades to move either of these guys. Cause like you can only retain half and half is still like over $5 million. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to have another team have to retain some amount of money to make it a palatable, like 3 million or something for somebody three, two and a yeah. half. Um, but I think I'm just really interested to see where they go. Like it's, it'll be the end of an era. No, they're not moving. They're in Chicago. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> kidding you know what i mean though like it'll be with patrick kane and jonathan taves have been part of the blackhawks for as long as we've been hockey fans and it's mm-hmm. like to see kane in a rangers jersey or to see taves in a even in an avalanche jersey or something it's just gonna would be really weird and would make me look at the blackhawks and be like this is like a headless beast <laughs> there's like nothing who's on this team anymore but yeah i think um and it might be in our 
predictions we make later, but I think both those guys will be gone by the beginning of next season. Like, or I mean, you know, they're not re-signing those guys. Those guys are out of here and they'll definitely be gone probably even this season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, nothing more to say there. They're going to suck really bad. And I hope they don't get Connor Bedard. As much as I was saying, I don't want him to go to the Coyotes. I definitely still don't want him to go to uh, the Blackhawks. Which and of the tanking teams are unoffensive enough that I would feel okay? I mean, those are the biggest tankers. Um, hmm. I don't know. We'll think about it. I'll think about it. The Philadelphia Flyers, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Moving to the extreme opposite end of them. But you got to understand with Philadelphia, that a, a rough start to the season is not an option for Philly. Right. It's not an so, option. The thing it's too their, about it's Phil- not an option because it's literally their only outcome. The thing about them too is you can't like John Tortorella won't let a team tank. Like yeah. he'll be pissed with losses and like John, this team is bad. Remember how you said this team is bad yourself? No, an interviewer <laughs> asked you if you had like figured out what was good about this team like just days ago, and he said nothing. He literally uttered the word nothing. He said nothing. So, like, this team sucks, so they will lose. And then they'll be like, so we should just tank for Bedard. That's, like, our new plan. He'll be like, I don't understand. He'll be drawing the tapes. I don't understand. They'll be like, yeah. don't you understand? <laughs> we fired a coach. We brought you in. That's not, like, a good sign. We didn't, like, promote. We were not like, oh, everything's working, John. Oh. That's so true. I mean, that's So, for their <laughs> sake, I hope, I, you know, for their fans' sake, maybe they get Connor Bedard. Maybe. Maybe. Colorado Avalanche moving to the exact opposite end of the spectrum. The reigning Stanley Cup champions, they re-signed um, Nathan McKinnon for the long term. They lost Nazem Kadri and Darcy Kemper, as well as, I believe, um, uh, Burkowski is gone. Ian taking just, just slap shot notes here. Or slap shot. I don't know. I don't know the words I'm looking for. Slip yeah, yeah, shot. Anyway, terrible notes. Um, but no, I'm just teasing. These are a, a godsend. Thank you. Uh, but they had five, four players over 85 points last year. They still had three of those players. Kale McCarr is extremely good. Nathan McKinnon is as good uh, or even better or maybe not better, but still really good. Um, they brought in Alexander Georgiev. They brought in Evan Rodriguez uh, because he's a player I like. So why wouldn't they? Um, they're going to be a Stanley Cup favorite again this season. What else do you say? Do you have anything else to say? Do you have any real concerns about the players that the Avalanche lost in filling those holes? I mean, Kadri is a loss. Um, I don't know that yeah, whatever had this. Too. <laughs> I don't know if you'd ever have an 87 point season again. I don't know if you'll even have that in Calgary, but I mean, it's a, a loss is a loss. Um, and I, I actually, I think Darcy Kemper is like a bigger one where I don't know if Georgiev is Kemper. I don't know that Kemper actually was super great as on his own. So a prop up a team, but he won a Stanley cup and he was also steady enough, right? He's one of those boys. that's like, just give me league average goaltending and the team in front of you is so good. That's all we need. If, Georgiev can do that, then great. But it's just that he's never had to play 50 plus games, right? Or even like 40 plus games in this league. 
So it's a matter of can he handle that workload? Other than that, I think the team's, you know, essentially exactly the same. I don't think Burakovsky are losing him. And Kadri's a huge deal because I think you've got young guys um, like Newhook stepping up that can fill some of those roles, um, score some of those points and stuff. Maybe they're not quite as dominant, like 119-point team as they were last year. Um, you know, maybe they're 110 or something, but I still obviously put them number one in this division. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, moving on to the Dallas Stars. They are a team that could be good or they could be really bad. They, <laughs> I think that's the definition of literally the next four teams, more yeah. <laughs> or less, to varying degrees. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, they have uh, they had 98 points last year, made the playoffs, but lost to Calgary in the first round. Would have lost very convincingly to Calgary in the first round, but for Jake Ottinger's ungodly performance as their goaltender, uh, he has been re-signed. Jason Robertson's been re-signed. They lost John Klingberg. They lost Alex Radulov. They still have the twin monsters of Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn. They brought in Mason Marchment for a lot of money. They brought in Colin Miller and Niels Lundqvist, uh, presumably for less money. Uh, I mean, what are the stars? Ian, explain to me the Dallas stars, please. I mean, they, they are Jason Robertson and, and Rupe Hintz. And Joe Pavelski, who I forget had a freaking 81-point season last year. Um, like 37 or 38-year-old, soon to be 38-year-old Joe Pavelski. I mean, that's that's a very good first line. I just don't know that Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn and the supporting cast behind these guys is enough to to do damage like long term in this division, an 82 game season, if they're able to be more than just that first line. They also have um their new coach, your favorite Pete DeBoer. Pete DeBoer is there. Mm, he's more about that. He's a jerk, but uh, he's more offensive-minded than the outgoing Rick Bonus. So we'll see if maybe they score even more than they did last year. But maybe, and if they can hold on to that like defensive acumen, then maybe they'll be a dangerous team. I mean, you have Jake Ottinger there. If he plays even you know seventy-five percent like he did in the playoffs for a good portion of the season. It doesn't really matter what their defense looks like, um, you know, Sands or taking out um, Jonathan Klingberg or anyone like that. It's They could be a dangerous team. They made it to the cup final two years ago. Like, it's it's possible. They have, like, the pieces there where if they finished third in this division, I'd be like, yeah, man, that, made, that makes some sense. Anything above that, I'd be like, holy shit, this is, like, a huge overperformance. But, like, third in the central, I could see that. I could also see Jason Robertson, who I think will be a very good player, having a sophomore slump, um, and not this. This is this is second year, right? Or maybe it's his third year. Whatever, having a bit of a slump and not getting forty-one goals, um, and maybe they're maybe they finish fifth. You know, I still think they're a bubble playoff team. I don't think they're a surefire thing, but if everything goes right, they'll look really good. But I don't know how they'll fare under under Pete DeBoer though either. He's here's one thing you can guarantee with Pete DeBoer: he's going to be there this year and probably next year, and then after that he's gone because he's about mm-hmm. like a two year coach guy. 
Yep. And the, uh, oh. you just got to hope he doesn't burn a bridge with Jake Ottinger and like scream on his face or whatever, because he seems oh, to be. He's going to. He's the anti goalie whisperer. Oh, is he going to? He's a disaster. I hate that man so much. I hate that man deeply and passionately. I hate him for my loins, Ian. I don't even know where my loins are, but I hate him from there. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do know where my loins are. It's by my tootsies. Um, <laughs> Anyway, moving on from the Dallas Stars, uh, another team that could be good or could be terrible, it's the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they lost to, uh, well, Ian, I, I did they? Oh, yeah, they did lose to us in the first round. I was going to be like, I'm pretty sure we lost in the first round. We didn't. I just, just felt first. like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, they lost to the St. Louis Blues in the first round last year after a 113-point season, finishing second in the division. Uh, Cam Talbot did leave after a bit of a fracas with GM Bill Guerin, Kevin Fiala. They couldn't afford to resign. Dmitry Kulikov, Nick Bugstad, and Jordy Ben are also all gone. They brought in Philip Gustafsson. They brought in Brock Faber. They brought in Sam Steele. Um, and they still, of course, have Carol Kaprasov and the Lizard King and that kind of people uh what do you make of the minnesota wild who could i believe ian be terrible again that's a team that yeah could finish second even in this division or it could be like a, a bubble playoff team i don't think they'll miss the playoffs i think if they miss the playoffs something has gone wrong something has gone terribly wrong but I don't know if they're, like I said, second division or if they're fifth and they're getting bounced over to the Pacific or something. Kevin Fiala, that's a huge loss. I mean, that's 85-point players, second highest score, 33 goals last year. Um, I don't know how you're going to replace that. Like, they didn't really bring in anyone to replace that. I think it seems like, from what I've heard, their big bet, and maybe it's not a huge bet, because I think he's supposed to be a very good player, is Matt Boldy. I think Matt Boldy mm-hmm. is supposed to be the guy now moving forward in terms of scoring. Um, I still worry a little bit for them about like their They also depth. have Marco Rossi. Who's oh, that's right. Guy. That's right. You know, that's and a good, that's a feel good story. That's a guy that had like, he's a very big player to root for. Yeah. He had like COVID issues or like heart the whole season. With, yeah. Well, COVID related heart issues. Yes. Um, and you know, scary stuff, man. Yeah. But yeah, serious, like serious. I mean, it was some, like, oh, I could die, sort of thing. Yeah, so. like they have some younger guys like that that could step up and play well for them. But like their center depth is kind of iffy to me. Like Ryan Hartman and Joel Erickson Eck are your one-two. Like Ryan Hartman, who's never had even close to sixty-five points like he did last season. I don't mm-hmm. know if that. I don't think that's a new Ryan Hartman. I think that's an overperforming Ryan Hartman. Um, their defense is all right. They've got uh, Mark Andre Fleury in that. It's it's the same team as last year, more or less. I this is a team that will make the playoffs and get booted in the first or second round. Like they just need more. Maybe those young guys are it. Like and they sh- they should be good moving forward. I don't know if this is the year that they take this huge step and and break through into like the third round or the Stanley Cup final or something. But they they do kind of need that though, right? Because they're about to be or are currently in cap hell like there's not much they can do in terms of like adding big players for large amounts of money um that's still like two or three years away for them so like you just gotta hope that those young guys 
catapult your team even higher uh, than they already were. Like I said, I think they make the playoffs. I just don't know that they make much noise in them. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, some breaking news to announce. Ian. First of all, Patrick Wine set to miss three to four weeks for the Columbus Blue Jackets, who, for whom a bad start is uh, not an option. And secondly, <laughs> Travis Sanheim has signed an eight-year extension with the Philadelphia Flyers with an AAV of $6.75 million. So Interesting. there you go. That's uh, your deep analysis on the spot. That's fine. He's young, right? Uh-huh. That's someone that they're not going to want to move, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, Philly. I don't know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, that's fine. You got to sign people. And it's a young player and you make sense. Cool. But maybe you get straight when they tear it all down in two years. Exactly. Real quick break for this meme that I have just seen again, but I will never not think <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, it's a it's a picture of Gary Batman looking at the Kachino logo from the Coyotes, appropriate to what we said earlier. And Gary says, I love you. And the Kachino logo says, please let me die. Ah, that's the Coyotes in a nutshell. Now let's talk about the Nashville Predators in a nutshell. They had 97 points last year, finished fifth, and lost to Colorado in the first round. They had Roman Yossi, who had 96 points. He won't do that again. Uh, They lost. um, They also had Matt Duchesne have a resurgent season, and even Ryan Johansson wasn't completely putrid, puke-awful terrible. Um, Philip Forsberg resigned, shock of all shocks. Luke Coonan uh, excuse me, Luke Cunnan, David Riddich, Philip Myers, Grant Mismash, which is one of my favorite hockey names, and Connor Ingram all left. Ryan McDonough, Nino Niederreiter, and oh my God, is this true, Ian? This actually it's happened? True. Zach Sanford are now new incoming uh, Nashville Predators. I'm scared now, Ian. They've got Sand. Mm. They've got Sanford. They've got a shot. That's what I've always said. I've always said if you have in Stanford, game seven, Stanley Cup you final. have a shot. Exactly. No one else scored a goal on that day except for the other people that did. Um, you know? That's right. So what have you got to say about that? What have you got to say about the Preds? Uh the <laughs> this team is also the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> um, I mean Roman Yossi, I don't see, like you said, having a 96-point season again. Matt Duchesne scoring 43 goals. I didn't realize he had 43 goals last year. That's redonk. Um, probably not happening again. Phil Forsberg, you know, I'm sure they'll be glad to have him signed him back. Uh, I just, I don't know. They got some young guys there. What's their young guy? Tanner Janot. He's a guy that can score. Uh, actually played very well in, like, the second half of last season. They have Ali Tolvanen who hasn't turned it on at all, but they said he looked really good these first two games. So you know what that means. He'll be mediocre at best. Um, Ryan McDonough, that's an ad on the back end. He's a stay-at-home defenseman. It's going to be hard to score on him. I mean, their biggest thing is UC Saros, right? Like, to me, that's Mm -hmm. like a a Vesna caliber goalie that's their that's their bread and butter that's the back end between him Roman Yossi um maybe McDonough and like Dante Fabro at this point I just feel like their defense is fairly good I feel like their forward group has pieces um 
that kind of gel into this team that just sort of like, again, sort of like Minnesota exists in this weird, we'll make the playoffs, but we're not good enough to get anywhere in them. Um, Philip Forsberg is probably your like game breaking offensive talent. But after that, um, I don't know if you can count on Matthew Shane for all that. You can't count on Ryan Johansson for that. So it's like, I don't know that, you know, need a rider mix up for any of that or, or adds that much more to this team. I mean, it's a good second line player. I'd take him on the blues, but I just don't think that's like the ad national makes goes. Now we've done it. We've really done it. Um, they're a team that feels like they're kind of on their, maybe not on their last legs, but like they're, they're a season or two away from like a fairly serious retool just because I don't think it's actually like working with this group. This group is just good enough to make the playoffs. This feels, and I am not, I will say I'm not an in-depth Cardinals fan. I'm very, very, very casual Cardinals fan. But this feels like the Cardinals where it's like, look, we've got players and we make the playoffs. And it's like, well, that's great. And it's like, what do you do after that? Oh, that's not that's not what matters. That's, we made the playoffs. And that's uh, good enough for this market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's really hard to pin them down. They're a team, though. Uh, honest to God, they could. They feel like they could go off the charts either way, too. Like they could. Oh yeah, Minnesota. They, Minnesota I feel like make the playoffs, be pretty good. Miss the playoffs, but miss them close. That's their range, you know. Mm-hmm. Nashville, I feel like could. I don't want to say win the division, but could like, you know, if UC Saros goes nuclear, they could certainly compete for it, and then. Right. I feel like they could also just completely fall apart and be terrible and be like in the Connor Ingram discussion. I just don't know with this team. Um, they'll be interesting to watch this year. They start tonight. I might I might tune in and watch that game. Um, who do they play? Who do the Predators play tonight? Let's find out. Let's go to com and wait for it to – oh, right, home opener tonight because they played in friggin' wherever – Oh, there's a lot of games tonight, huh? Dallas and Nashville. Oh, I might have to check mm-hmm. that one out. That's pretty. That's a. That's hot. That's some Central <laughs> Division action. It's hot. Not until but you got to tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern to catch Arizona Philadelphia. That's who you really got to catch. Battle <laughs> <laughs> um, the basement early on. Speaking of teams that are in the basement, the Winnipeg Jets. They may be in North America's attic, but they're in the NHL's basement. And they are uh, going to be uh, a terrible. There's dysfunction. There's no Palmer Reese. Connor Hellebuck hasn't been as good as he used to be. Paul Stetsny's gone. Zach Sanford is gone. They're reducing the number of former Blues on their team. That's never a good strategy. Mm. Sam Gagne and David Riddich are... Uh, are in and they are not different figures. I honest to God didn't know Sam Gagne was still on the league. This team, Ian, this is a team for real that is full on sneakily in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. There's nothing there. And they're going to trade pieces that are there. I just, I think people are sleeping on how bad the Jets could be. Oh, 100%. I like 100% agree. I've seen way too many like early season predictions of like, oh, they could be pretty good. Like, this is, could be a sneaky good team. Like, no, this could be a sneaky fucking terrible team. Like, especially given everything that happened this summer, right? Like, you mm-hmm. already have, 
They've stripped the C off of Blake Wheeler. Always, always a great sign. That that means the team's heading the right direction. Yeah. Oh, you, sure. Pierre Luc Dubois wants a trade, but he doesn't. Only his agent said he wants a trade. And then <laughs> Mark Shafley at the end of last season was like, "I got to talk to um, our GM to figure out like what the direction of this team is." Anyways, and they they've iced over all that, and they're like, you know, that's all. Those are all things that happened in the past. Now we're looking to the future. We're looking at this current season with our head coach Rick Bonus. <laughs> like that, these guys wanted Barry Trot so bad. And Barry Trotz said, I'd rather just not coach this season than yep. coach the Winnipeg Jets. And then they got Rick Bonus, and they found this is this is Mike Yo-esque, where people, this was a bad move. This was not the coach to hire. And people are like, you know what? I know this, but this could be okay. This could be good for the Jets. And it's like, oh no, oh no, the mental gymnastics. <laughs> like, uh, the dysfunction that's there, I don't think can be fixed. Like at least with this, like with the roster, like they're, they're trading Blake Wheeler. That's what's so funny is they're like, this team's going to be really good and is in the right direction. And then like uh freaking uh, Elliot Friedman will be like, Oh, but they're, they're going to be looking to trade Blake Wheeler. I'm like, Oh, because everything's working out because everything's going well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel kind of bad for Kyle Connor, 93 points last season and he's on this shit show. Like, I, uh, I, I know, I've man. always felt like Ian, Ian, here's the thing. I've always felt like when you are changing captains, not for any reason other than that you don't like your captain, when you have no defense, when literally no one wants to play for your franchise, when your goaltender's seemingly not as good as he used to be, although that could be related to the no defense thing. And when you've hired a 978-year-old coach who got fired from a bad team last year because he was too old to coach, that to me always screams playoff, nay, Stanley Cup contender. (laughs) I just don't get how anyone, other than just like, you just look at the names and you think like, oh yeah, three of those guys were good fantasy players five years ago. Like that's how you get to the idea that they're a good team. But beyond that, I just don't see it. And I think they are uh, basement dwellers in this league, in this division, and really would be the clear favorites for worst in the division if the uh, Coyotes and Blackhawks weren't somehow so much worse. Um, they will have Cole Perfetti this year, though, who's a young mm-hmm. player to watch. So that'll be, you know, their hope, I suppose. That, uh, I think they sent him back down to junior, but they Brad also Lambert. have uh, Brad Lambert coming up. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got a future. Like, that's the thing about them is I feel like yeah. if they really wanted to have, like, a quick retool, move some of these, like, move a, move a Blake Wheeler or whoever for, like, pieces, you could, like, have that timed real perfectly with these young guys coming up. But I just don't know. I don't know. Kevin Shell day off is like weird because sometimes he'll do like nothing at all forever. And then sometimes uh-huh. it'll be like, here's like a seven player trade. And I'm yep. like, okay, so pick your, pick your poison. Chevy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so that's the teams that aren't us in the central division. Should we talk about the teams that are us? Yeah. Um, Let's and, do it. And then we have a fun thing to go into. Uh, which <laughs> then the fun we did, begins, which we did last year, but we'll do it again this year. But we'll probably have to hustle a little quicker than we did last year. So, well, look at you—you've made a whole fancy table. 
Look at you. Wow. Very cool. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. I do want to take credit for that. I'll take credit for that, but I'll also say that that's Jeff's work. That's a gift oh, Jeff's work. Oh, okay. But I will um, take credit for he it. He didn't give you a table? Oh, he sent me a table. Oh, they're separate. Oh, we've got separate tabs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Oh, my God. What Only someone as smart as Gift Jeff would know how to make tabs, tool. separate tabs what? in Excel. What an asshole that guy is. Um, you know, we're not doing these predictions anymore. No, I never. Yeah, no, we <laughs> won't be garbage. We won't be conned. We won't be conned. He's 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 probably mining Bitcoin with each of our clicks. That's what he's probably doing. <laughs> That's right. I don't know We're enough mules. about Bitcoin to know the difference. I'm already a sticker mule. I will not be a Bitcoin mule. I forget that I haven't told the sticker story on the podcast, but I'm not going to now. People will just have to wonder. So the St. Louis Blues had 109 points. You love scratching stiff Snickers. That's right. They had the second power play. They had the fifth penalty kill, but they lost Jim Montgomery. Goals four per game were third. Goals against per game 11th. Shooting percentage first which is always good. That's always going to stay absolute and never going to diminish shots for 18 shots against 16 save for save percentage was actually eight. Thanks to Billy Huso. You did not include some of our defensive advanced metrics, which would have been less favorable. Everybody knows we had uh, nine goal scores over 20 goals. Those were Vladimir Tarasenko, AKA boss baby, Robert Thomas, right. Pavel Buchnevich, Jordan Cairo, Ivan Barbashev, Braden Shin, Ryan O'Reilly, David Fran, and Brandon Saad. Justin Falk also had 16 goals. Uh, we lost David Perron. We know that. That's very sad. We lost Billy Huso. We know that. I'm less sad about that because that was, you know, we unexpected. Uh, mm-hmm. We lost Tyler Bozak to retirement. We lost Clem Coston, Clem Coston to me taking an awkwardly timed sip of, sip of water and to the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers. And we brought in Noel Achari, uh, Josh Levo. Disrespect oh, Josh Levo on your he own. He did make the team. He did after he got cut and then brought back, um, which was a weird way to do that. I don't, I guess that was some sort of weird cap dodge. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a cap compliance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we brought in Tomasz Grison and Dmitry Semarukov as well. Questions what? for this team. What will the power play look like without Peron? Your thoughts, Ian? Um, it should be okay. I don't know if it'll be second, but if Jordan Kyrie can step into that role, and it seems like that's where they've been playing him on the power play, the Peron role it is, um, they should be fine. I mean, I think they have enough guns to, to flesh out a, a first power play for sure and the second power play unit should do all right as well um I'm, I'm interested to see it like i haven't actually looked at what our our practice power plays have looked like or whatever but i would assume it's going to be another sort of version of shen o'reilly sod krug Cairo or whatever in like the first pair and then you have thomas and thomas and preko and falk and the other one um Bushnevich, who's another body that plays on these things. Um, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. You didn't. I don't believe you named uh, Tarasenko in any. Of oh yeah, Vladimir Tarasenko, who's gone. Okay, look, I've already yeah. written him out of my brain. That's so yeah. sad. That's uh, that's true, but he is apparently going to be here this year, which I don't necessarily agree with, but we have <laughs> to get used to. 
that's just life. Ian. You just have to deal with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they'll find a way to be good. I don't think they'll be as good. Uh, can Bennington have a bounce back season? I'll answer this first. Yes, but he won't. No, I'm just kidding. I think he will. He had a pretty good preseason, I believe. I will pay attention. I will be honest that I paid no attention to the preseason because I can't be asked, But uh, which is one of my favorite British expressions, by the way, and I think we should absolutely adopt it in the U.S., um, but it is cuter when they say can't be arsed. Um, but in any case, uh, Bennington is, uh, he had the playoffs. I honestly think maybe part of the reason they went with Thomas Grice as the backup instead of Bennington is um, I, it feels like he does better when like he's the only option and there's like no risk of competition, you know, whereas, you know, it's kind of the opposite of the, of the uh, Brian Elliott effect where he needed that competition to be at his best. Um, But uh, I think Bennington will be good, maybe not great, but we don't necessarily need great. We need acceptable, you know, and I think, I think he'll be league average at least, and maybe better than that. Sneaky, sneaky Vesna candidate only because uh, he's going to be the team's only, you know, consistent starter. So there's always that possibility that if he just gets hot and and starts in 65 games and is red hot most of that time, then he could be a Vesna contender. But, I, you know, I'm not calling for that. I'm not sitting here saying Jordan Bennington will definitely win the Vesna trophy. That is not something I would yeah, say. Don't clip that. Yeah. Uh, nobody clip it. Exactly. Um, will. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What do you think about Bennington? I mean, I agree. He's obviously capable of it. I would almost say not only can he bounce back, but he's he's going to need to because I think any oh, world where that. Thomas Grace is the one we're relying upon is is yeah, a failure of a season. There is no world. The world is over. Uh, will Jake Neighbors make an impact? Probably. I don't think it'll be a big one, but we'll see. How do you feel about Jake Neighbors? Give me give me ten plus goals. Give me like. Give me 30 points. Give me 30 points, Jake. I don't even know. I think that might be asking a little bit too much, depending on where he's playing. I mean, he really should be like third line, right? Uh, Or or higher or whatever, but he shouldn't be like a fourth line guy. Um, He's that classic story, though. Do we want him to be fourth? Yeah, exactly. We don't want him to be fourth line, even though he's a big body guy who can mm -hmm. be a big body. Um, I'd say give give me 10 goals, Jake, and I'll say that your season was pretty good for your first thing in NHL yeah that's probably been asking too yeah. much I don't know but I think he has it in him he's, he's, he's if they're it. gonna put him on the team I think Ruby's not stupid I don't think they're just throwing him up there just because oh I definitely think Ruby's stupid <laughs> but I'm kidding that's I'm just kidding um that's just yeah, a fun no. joke we have with Ruby he's okay with that <laughs> He's into it. He'll call me and say I'm an asshole and I'll tell him he's stupid it's a whole thing um yeah, I mean, I tend to be right in lockstep with you. I'm not, I'm not overly worried about production this year. I just want to see him, you know, what the kind of things that Craig, the, well, that a smarter hockey coach than Craig Ruby would say. You know, you want to see him making smart decisions and being in the right place and not making mistakes. You know, more than you care about points this year. So, um, be watching for those. But yeah, I mean, I think he can make an impact in so far as he's going to be on the ice and he's going to be a player in the National Hockey. So, you know, I think all those guys make some impact. Um, can Jordan Cairo be a 30 goal scorer? He can. Can he be a 35 goal scorer? Um, 
yes, I think he can be. I don't know if he will be this year, but I think he can be. Will what he do you be? Think? Um, How many did he have last year? 28? 27. 27? 27 and 74 games. 74 games? Yes, he will score 35 goals this year. I think he can. I think He will I think score so. 34 goals this year. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, he's definitely like he's like capable of it. I think he's all. I guess he doesn't need to, but like without Peron here, you're and, saying he's all hype. No, he. I'm just saying I think he needs to become a goal scorer because if we don't have Peron here, and I don't think there's anyone else on this team that's going to take like the lion's share of those goals. I mean, Tarasenko can, Bushnevich can, but like I think Kairu is almost like stepping into that like Peron role in the sense that he was kind of like on the third line last year a little bit, moved up and down, and now he's like for sure top six. Like at all times, more or less. I mean, they even threw him down on like the fourth line and stuff, which again, I get it if you're like trying to send a message or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, in general, he's a top six dude now. So he needs to be like our prime one of our primary scorers, especially given the fact that like Tarasenko is pretty much gone after after the summer. So it's like what makes you say a, a radical thing like that? Yeah, right. Who who could think that? Who would who would make such a <laughs> prediction? But like, you know what I mean? Like without mm-hmm. Peron's already out, if Teresing is gonna leave, like that, I guess that frees up money for you to go and get some other goal scorer next summer. But for the time like being, David kind Pasternak. Of, yeah, that's right. That's right. 50-50. at this point. Um, but yeah, I I think he needs to be a offensive threat i mean he was last year 75 points like no dub but it's just like he needs to be a consistent offensive threat i want to see for sure 70 plus points again this year if not like 80 90 whatever like i think he's he can do it maybe 406 that's right 406 so that's the mark we're going for over under 406 and a half yeah (laughs) i'm slamming the over Uh, will Thomas make continued strides to becoming a 1C? Ian, answer your own question. I think he will be. I, For whatever reason, I have more. I like Kyra, but I just have this uh, unwavering confidence in Robert Thomas. Proud because he's elite. He's the most elite player we have. Um, he's the yeah. definition thereof. That's right. That's right. Do you, he, think, his, do you think his player rating in NHL... In shell this year. Well, I guess we could just buy it. No, but neither of us have done that yet. Uh, do you think it will actually reflect him as an elite player or will it be top six? Because if no, it's not be, elite, I'm going to be disappointed. It'll be top six, but that's because the NHL teams <laughs> are trash. That's true. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he got 77 points last year, 57 assists. I think he can go for 60 this year. He can probably add in even more goals than they had last year, uh, which was 20. Like, I think. I think the sky's the limit for him. And you want to see that too, because who knows if Ryan is back next year? Who knows who's on this <laughs> team anymore? Um, so again, maybe, maybe your your Ryan O'Reilly Tarasenko is turned into your Robert Thomas Jordan Kyrie was really quick here. So you'd hope to see that, but I think he I think he will be. I think he'll pretty much be a one A, one B situation at center uh, by the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I agree. Um, he's very good. Nick Waddy, is he the answer next to Colton Perico? No, <laughs> he's not the answer to anything. Ian, your thoughts? 
Maybe he's the answer to who's Mrs. Letty's favorite son. You know, maybe he's the best. Maybe. How many maybe brothers he's the only he son. Sounds like an, an Italian Catholic kind of name, though. So he probably has like 18 brothers. That's wow, right. that was that was a wild, yeah. wild assumption. Uh, personal <laughs> life. Does uh, amateur. Uh, no, it's kind of. <laughs> how many brothers it. does <laughs> Nick Letty have? He's from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. You oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think um, that's a one sibling, just Tyler Letty. Wow. Uh, well, he's he's, he's <clears throat> Mama Letty's favorite. Tyler Letty not playing in the NHL. That's right. That's right. Not making the big runs to him. I say. Um, they made this point on Thirty Two Thoughts when they were going over their like the, their team previews or whatever, and they made a big point about how this defense does not look like a Craig Berube, um Doug Armstrong defense, and I got to tell you, it hasn't looked like a Craig Berube Doug Armstrong defense since the Cup win in 2019, folks. It hasn't looked like that ever since Alex Petrangelo and Jay Bomeister have exited this team. They talked um, at a little more length than you would think they would during our team preview about how much we miss Alex Petrangelo. And again, has he looked great in, in Vegas? No, maybe not necessarily. Maybe he'd be here and also be bad. And we would still miss Alex Petrangelo of the past, <laughs> but we miss Alex Petrangelo of the past either way, uh, because as they made a point of saying, we've kind of just patchworked what Alex Petrangelo brought to this team and, and Jay Bomeister to an extent too, with like four other players. We've lost two players and tried to make four players equal to. Um, I like Justin Falk. Tori Krug is, is who he is and I, and I like who he is. Colton Pareko is isn't as bad, I guess, as some people might say, but he's not your typical number one. He's not like a, an elite number one defender. And Nick Letty, again, we've talked about it like ad nauseum on here, is just filling a hole. Like, I don't know that 82 games of Nick Letty is going to look particularly pretty this year. Um, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. We'll see if it was he who was bad or the Detroit Red Wings who were bad. I mean, spoiler, it was the Detroit Red Wings who were bad, but we'll see if he was also <laughs> bad on that team. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this defense is what leaves me, like, scratching my head, I think, for the last, like, two or three seasons. Every season, I'm like, well, this is all right, I guess. Like, it's 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 the Minnesota Wild of defense. I'm like, will this defense be good enough to get us to the playoffs? I'm like, sure. Will this defense be good enough to – go deep in the playoffs I'm like nah, no way <laughs> no way jose um uh, not against some of the the talent they got to play against and defend against in this division so i don't know we'll see what happens at the trade deadline if we go for another defenseman very nice yes probably i mean just add them up you know i say it, just add as many just, as you just can put get. more in there <laughs> <clears throat> what is a successful season for the St. Louis Blues? You can't say a Stanley Cup victory. Um, I mean, you could. You'd be what's, wrong. What's the lowest, you know, what's the lowest rung on the successful uh, ladder that constitutes, like, folks nodding their heads and saying, you know what, this was a good season. I mean, I, th- I think, just just to be brutally honest, a second-round exit to the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> <laughs> is on the menu i guess just to be i don't know i mean is what am i gonna sit here and say oh no they should beat the avalanche no i'm not that's insane um you know am i gonna i just you know i 
what do I think their ceiling is? A second round exit to the Colorado Avalanche. If they make the playoffs and lose in the first round, it's not like I'm going to be furious, you know, depending on how they get bumped. But I don't know. Do you feel like I'm being unfair or unreasonable? No, I think that's like the realistic expectation or that's Uh like what I think will happen. I think in terms of like, that's okay. What am I trying to say? If that happens, that's okay. That's like, okay, that makes sense. The Avalanche are very, very good. I could see them going, you know, to the cup final and repeating. Like that makes sense. But like, would I, and I wouldn't be happy with it as a fan, but would it be like, okay, in the long run? I guess so. Yeah. I would say, I'd say they have to make the second round for sure. Like they can't lose in the first round unless, of course, they're against the Avalanche. But, um, and then I think if they beat the Avalanche in the first round, then it's like, hooray, all bets are off or whatever. But I think like an actual success is either beating the Avalanche at any point in the playoffs or making it to the third round. Do I think they can do the, make it to the third round? I don't really know that they can, but to me, that's where I'm like, okay, this season complete success or whatever. Um, there's always shades of gray, right? Like you lose the Avalanche in the second round. Is that a great season? Nah, it didn't end how you wanted it to. Is it a bad season? Like, no. I mean, there's there's the 82 games that get played, right? And I think that's a big thing with a lot of these predictions that I've seen online is folks will get really, you know, get their underwear in a wad over like, well, this these people are saying, I'm a Dallas Stars fan. They say they, they're going to suck. And it's like, bro, there's 82 games. Just watch the 82 games. Like every year, some team named like, freaking, I don't know the Columbus Blue Jackets make, like look amazing and make the playoffs on some Cinderella run. And every year, some team named like the Florida Panthers don't make the playoffs. And it's like, what the fuck happened? Like that's, that's <laughs> the enjoyment of like watching the season unfold. Like this is how I feel the blues may or may not do, but like, I don't know, Jake neighbors wasn't a freaking tear. Uh, Thomas Grice is the answer. And <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't believe that either. Um, uh, but you know, yeah, like yeah. something something crazy happens, and that's like the fun of it all. So, I I'm not super high on the Blues this year, just because I think it's pretty much just going to be last year again, but with Jake Neighbors and without Deveron. But but last year was fun, and you get lost in it at the minute the puck drops, anyways, right? So it's like yeah, that's all fun and games. It's literally all. Fun it's a games. literal sport. Yes. Um. This is a backtrack of my prediction that they'll be fourth in the division. (laughs) There we go. Um, That's what I I think they'll be third. I think they'll be second in the division, and I think they'll lose in whatever round they have to play the Colorado. (laughs) And that's what I think. So there we go. Um, Should we get into the broader predictions? Let's do it. Put together by our friend Gift Jeff. Yes, and we will try to move through these pretty quickly, um, just for the interest of time. Uh, Let's start here. Let's start with the goals, actually, and then come back to the miscellaneous. How about that? Because we can't edit this thing, Jeff is going to actually have to listen to this podcast and enter in our results. I can edit it. Can you? I can't edit it. This is horse shit. (laughs) You fool. Um. Oh, the first question. Wait, are you doing the drop downs? What are you doing? You literally can't edit. Let's see. This is this is fun. This is how the meat is made. Oh my God, right. discard meat. changes. Meat is murder, Ian. 
There's drop downs. Yeah, you click the little drop down, and you. I don't, hit. See, I don't see any drop downs. What? Do you need to share your screen right now? What's going on with you? Oh my god, folks! This is just like work now. <laughs> can the fo- if I share my screen, can the folks at home see my screen? Yes. You don't have the little drop downs. That's, That's so right. weird. And Fill this out for only. me. I will, I guess. If I click off you only, I got a request that it access, and you know That's, Jeff won't give it to me. No, I know he won't. I know he won't. My only question is, why do you give it to me? Um, all right, we can do it. We can do it. I'll, I'll switch them. Uh, Austin Matthews will score 60 goals, yes or no, Ian? That's not even the top. I said we were starting with goals. <laughs> <laughs> why are you the way that you are? <laughs> the podcast is falling apart. That's I'm okay. stop the share. Stop the steal. Um, Matthew will score 60 goals. Yes. Wow. I'm going to go no. I think he's going to go 58. And I think Connor McDavid is going to score like 65. Um, Jack Eichel will finish top 20 in scoring goals. Uh, no. That's probably, I'm probably too mean. What do you think? I'm going to say no. Oh, controversy. Trevor Zegras, three Michigan goals? No, no, I say no. no. Your thoughts? No, I'm smashing the under. I do think he'll get a concussion trying to execute one. Um, OB, I guess this will be against the um, the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Yes, probably. Uh, Ovechkin, over 42 goals. Ian? Mm, yes. I'm going with yes as well. Uh, Cole Caulfield, over 30 goals. I'm going to smash the no on that. I will say, I'll say yes. I'm not convinced Montreal will score 30 goals this season. <laughs> uh, Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson over greater than or equal to 52 goals. That is very specific. What did they um, have last year? Let me look this up real quick. Yeah, please do. They had 26, 43. That was at 69. Oh, nice. Nice. Very nice. They had 69 Uh, combined last year. Yeah, they did. Then I'll give them over 52. You? Yeah, I'll say over. All right. Uh, Columbus will have more points than Calgary. No. 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 (laughs) Whose idea was that? Jeez. Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston will be the top four in the Atlantic. See, this is the thing where people go. I think like Elliot Freeman's already like this will, I'm pretty sure one of those teams isn't going to be in there. The, the quadrumvirate, there's a word for that. The four of them is going to be, you know, broken up. And I say, that's what I want to happen, Elliot, but it's not happening. So no. Yeah. Rangers sorry, will yes, win the sorry, Metro yes, division. Yes, no. Um, no, I think it's going to be the Hurricanes. The Pittsburgh and Washington both will make the playoffs. Oh, I'm going to say uh, yes on the Rangers. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Pittsburgh, Washington, yeah, they'll both make it, yes. Um, I'm going no without Baxter the Pitt Capitals won't make it. But that's a spicy take. Uh, all teams will get 58 points. No, not a chance. Mm, yeah, no. I think... I think... One of Arizona one of or Chicago is going to be like real bad, like historic, yeah, like bad. shocking bad, and then they won't win the draft lottery. <laughs> Dallas will have more points than Vukovka because of DeBoer. Um, 
Uh, yeah, but I think it's more because the Golden Knights aren't that good. They also have more points than the Golden Knights. And they I'm have gonna the say, same, I'm gonna no say no. Winner. Okay, all right, that's fair. <clears throat> Flyers finished last in the Metro. Yes. Easy. easy I yes. don't even know who all's in the Metro, and I'm confidently saying yes. The Central will put five teams in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they will this year. I think I think the Pacific's gonna get one more. Yeah, I went with no as well, but I couldn't tell you exactly who I think went we'll through. <laughs> Don't think too deeply. Just Kraken, go ahead. The Kraken over 87 points. They already have one, I believe. They lost in overtime the other day. Mm, uh, no. I'm how many did they finish with last year? Like 60-something, I think. <clears throat> and and Gru- Grubauer was still real bad yesterday, right? Yeah, he looked real bad. Um, then I'm going to know as well. Uh, Buffalo greater than or equal to 82 points. Mm, I think they'll get, oh God. They're a team to me that people think is going to be better this year. And I think they'll be the same. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> will New York and the Rangers have more points? Oh, sorry. Well, well, will the Islanders and the Rangers have more points than Toronto and Ottawa combined? Um, I'm going to say yes, because I don't think Toronto will be as good as people think. Um, I'll say yes, too, because I think the Rangers will be very good. And I think the Islanders are going to end up possibly with more points than Ottawa. And Arizona finishes last. I'm going to say yes. I think I'm going to say yes, too, because I just don't think Chicago will be very, very bad. But for some reason, I think just being in Chicago, they got to like, come on, guys. We got to score some goals here. And there. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> McDavid to have more than 118 points. He's currently on a 264 goal pace. So I'm going to say yes. Yes. Um, I do think I'm fully bought in. I think I heard this from Sean McIndoe on The Athletic, um, but I am fully bought into the idea that he is going to rage his way to like an Art Ross or to a Rocket Richard trophy just because he was sick of hearing that Austin Matthews was better than him last year. I mean, so supposedly gonna, worked on his goal scoring. And so he's going to score like 65 yeah. goals this year just to prove that he can, and then I'll go back to 40 for the rest <laughs> of his career. Um, I'd enjoy that. Huberto will have more points than any Florida player, probably, because he's going to have to. I'll say yes. I think so. Uh, Giroux will have more points than any Flyers player. Who has the most points on the Flyers? Like, who's, like, Konechny? Konechny, Couturier, or Couturier is hurt, though, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to go with no on that one. I don't know who it will be, but I'm just thinking no. <clears throat> Brent Burns to have more points than Tony D'Angelo. Well, he's going to have more points than Giroux. So I guess I'd have to go no. Uh, I'm going to say Burnt. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go no. Hey, we're disagreeing a little bit. This is fun. Uh, Kate McKinnon over, oh no, excuse me. Uh, Sidney Crosby over uh, 88 points. What do you I'm have last year? No. 
That's too many points. He, he is he is aging. No, no, no. So no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I had the wrong one. Uh, Kate McKinnon to have over 100 points. Uh, I will say yes. Oh. Yes. Quick, quick, rapid fire. Rapid sorry, fire. Sorry. Uh, Kate Kaprizov over 100 points. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'll say yes. I don't feel confident about the yes, though. And will Elias Patterson have more points than uh, presumably Andre Svechnikov? I'll tell you this. He'll have more points than Evgeny Svechnikov. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to say no on Andre. I'll say, I'll say yes. Oh, very agreeable, Ian, today. Uh, goalies. Moving on to goalies, Jack Campbell will win more games than Matt Murray. Uh, 100%, yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, yeah. Murray's got a clear number two, and Jack Campbell doesn't. So that True. alone feels like that's kind of a loaded question. Kreider <laughs> will have over under 42.5 goals. Um I'm going to say no. I think he'll still be in the 40 hunt, but I think he was clearly overemployed last year. Yeah, I'll say no. Um, the NHL will have more than one goalie goals um, over a whole season. I'm going to say no. 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 I'm going to say no. I feel like we just hear about them hunting for it and like never, it feels like it really happens. Uh, Kale McCarr wins the Norris Trophy. Did he win it last year? Um, I believe he did. Yes, he did. So I'm going to say no. He, yeah, he's not going to win it because, yeah, he's not going to win it. They'll fucking invent some reason for <laughs> Rasmus Dallin or Owen Power to win it. Um, or Victor Hedman will like save a puck with his head and they'll be like, oh my God, he's so old. We should give it to him. Connor McDavid wins the heart. I'm going to, I'm going to smash yes. I'm going to smash yes. Yep. He wants it bad this year. He's sick and tired of all your excuses. Uh, all right, moving on to miscellaneous, which I think are the most fun. Uh, will there be two new teams in the final this year? So that will be no Colorado, no Tampa Bay in the final. Uh, yes, I think so. Teams going yes. I think uh, the fact that the Lightning have repeated or have gone three times in a row now makes people think like, oh, that's just the new norm. So obviously the Avalanche will be there next year because that's how things work. And it's like, no. I don't think I think that's that's like a one off, a three off, if you will. Without Kadri, without Georgiev, but who's with gonna Georgiev. knock him out? Oh, sorry, without uh, who's gonna knock him out? That's always like the question. I feel like they could easily make the third round, but I feel like maybe they have a key injury or two and the Oilers get past. You know what I mean? It's always like, yeah, it's you not that I think they'll be bad, it's just like luck and unluck. You know, luck happens. You know, you've talked me into it. I'm going, yes, there will be two teams. That's just hard, man. Even if you're a really good team, that's just hard. Like, I like the Lightning. They're a very good team. They're definitely still slightly lucky to go back three times in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, for sure. 100%. I don't think even they'd deny that, would they? They would. They probably would. You're right. Uh, Here's a really hard one. Um, I don't know how either of us are going to answer this. Will Nathan McKinnon get an extension done for more than 11 million per year? I'm going to say yes, but I think it'll be like 11.2. You know, he won't challenge like Connor McDavid money. That's Um, right. I'm going to go with yes. You're going to go with yes? yes. Okay. All right. We'll see how that one pans out. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> will there be a coach <laughs> fired before December 1st? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the shitty team, man. It's always the, it's the team that plummets out of nowhere. Who will it be, though? Let's let's take a look. Let's speculate wildly. Uh, if Rick Bonus was younger, they'd fire Rick Bonus. Like, he's too yeah. old, so they'll keep him around forever. Um, I'm going to wildly... I'm going to select... I'm going to say Dave Haxtell. Dave Haxtell's going down this year. Probably need to, too. Ooh, you know who else is a contender? Sheldon Keith. I feel like, although his coaching Davis sticks by his people. So his coaching has already been questioned by the fans, though, after one you game. You know what? So. I'm not feeling super confident in this, though, because there's been so much turnover recently that it doesn't feel like there's that many like vulnerable old. people. Brad Larson, maybe, because like if Columbus gets off to a bad start after spending all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna stick with yes. It's I think you're right. It's always somebody. There's somebody you know, gotta it. go with yes. Patrick Kane on Chicago on opening night, another tough one. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I'll go with yes. Um, we probably should have done these a couple weeks earlier. Um, this is not our fault. I mean, yeah. it is it is explicitly our fault, but it's not our fault. Wichita announced before Christmas. Um I hope that the Wichita lineman is still on the line. That's what I hope. No, I assume that's the World Cup of Hockey announced before Christmas. Um, no, because that would imply that the NHL has its craft together, and they clearly don't. So yeah, I'm I'll saying, say no. Oh, I already answered no for you accidentally, <laughs> but I, I That's how I feel. Uh, will David Pasternak sign an extension with Boston during the season? I'm going to say no. He'll drag it out and do the pretend thing like Philip Forsberg did and then sign it like a week before free agency. 100%. 100% no. It's definitely <laughs> going to be they're not talking. It's getting um, a little dicey. People, It's getting personal. Oh, no, he signed feelings it. It's for are the exact, hurt. Feelings are hurt. Feelings it's for the exact number I, uh, Elliot Freeman predicted like seven weeks ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, will Vancouver okay. make the playoffs and Vedro will be the coach? Will those simultaneously? Oh, will they make the playoffs? Well, Oilers and the Flames will make it. And then who else in that division? Maybe in the Vegas, maybe. Um, but then Vancouver's got to contend with like everyone else in the Central for a wild card. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say no. You say no. I'm saying. Also, no, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're pretty bad. Um, will the NHL average more than six goals a game? I'm saying no. It's no. too much fun. I'm say no. They got to they throttle it back. Will a Canadian team reach the conference final? Yes. Yes, I will say I'll say yes. Flames or Oilers will. Yeah. Um, no luck to you. Tampa, uh, Toronto, and will Colorado win the cup? Well, you said they wouldn't make the playoffs, so I can co- or the finals, so I can confidently assume that you mean they won't win the cup. And I guess I have to too because uh, I also said there will be no two teams in the finals. So, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. wow, my uh, my congestion is bad today. Uh, that is it. That's all our predictions. Any uh, you'd like to reconsider? You feeling bad about any of them? What do you think? How are you feeling? Um, no, I think some of them contradicted things I said in our uh, our Central Division preview, but nevertheless, that's a that's, given. That's, that's how this given. podcast works. I stand by nothing. Yeah, exactly. And why would you? Um, all right, folks, it's been a long episode. We don't have anything more to say. Ian, you went to a Paramore concert. How was that? 
It was very good. I already liked Paramore, and then I liked them even now you more. Liked them even Paramore. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. What's your favorite Paramore song, Ian? If you say Misery Business, you're a basic bitch. Don't say Misery. <laughs> I love Misery, but um, you know what? I think even like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, "Well, for sure, that's their biggest hit and stuff." Uh-huh. But um, I don't know. I now we got to pull up Spotify because I put up their I put up their playlist together, and it was definitely almost one of their newer songs or newer. I mean, they're like you know four year old, five year old songs after new. Both um, After Laughter, which I think is their most recent album, right. as far as I know. Oh, they have one coming out in 2023. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, February. Have you heard their new single? Uh-huh. This is why it's pretty good. It uh, took a, it, it took out. some growing on me, but it was good. And um, then Par- um, also, the self-titled Paramore. Those are, are two of my favorite albums ever. I mean, they're so good. I like I like Told You So. That's grown okay. on me. That's really good. Um, Hard Time is really good. And then if I got to go back to the to the the emo core or whatever, I do like the one they had on the uh, the Twilight album Decode. I'm like, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty prime emo, and I love it. Yeah, I uh, I didn't latch onto that one the first time around for whatever reason, so it's only kind of come back to me lately, and it's very good. It's really good. So they've navigated the waters of being a punk emo band into being like a pop alt band like very yeah. well they've also navigated the waters of like rising to prominence at like 14 too which is i like, know i always forget i'm like isn't this lady pretty old now because she must have been 25 when i was a teenager it's like no yeah, she was no, your she age, was our age. <laughs> like, she was a like, teenager. like when i saw you at fucking uh, uh whatever it is warp tour you were 17 as well interesting uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> well i enjoyed this much right better now. too because i wasn't shoved to the ground Warp Tour was fun, but full of, you know, crazy teens. This was uh-huh. in Chesterfield where all the teens were now. Was this at the factory? It was at the factory. Oh, man. No wonder it didn't look quite the uh, the, the, the other one. Because it it's like a bigger pageant. Mm-hmm. It's a much bigger uh, floor. Like a Chesterfield-sized pageant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, okay. like you had space in Chesterfield. That's right. Um. I love I love Chesterfield. He doesn't love Chesterfield. Clayton Keller is a big fan, <laughs> and he would probably trade for playing in the factory this year because he's playing in a college. Um, I was so, I was gonna say I was telling my wife I sounded like a really old human being because out of nowhere we were walking into the concert and I was looking around at all the like you know shops and stuff they have down uh-huh. those strip malls and I was like you know this is just out of the blue I go you know if the levees failed down here this whole place would be underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like uh, I was 62. Shut up, Grandpa. I never even know <laughs> This place even used this, to be peach groves as far as the eye could see. Even you saying the sentence, um, I told my wife, made me feel like you were an old man, you know? So it kind of worked mm-hmm. on both levels. Um, the dogs are barking. It's time to go home. We've talked for probably to an hour and a half who knows zoom doesn't give you a timer but it was been a while uh so we'll hop off but thank you for listening folks hockey's back the blues play saturday night they play again wednesday night we'll have two games to talk about that's next. right we'll diagnose um, those losses to death that's right uh philip grubauer becomes a brick wall on wednesday night <laughs> we don't score five goals against the <laughs> seattle Kraken. this team is washed that's right 
That's right. Uh, and folks, that's it. We'll talk. The hockey summer's over. The long night, the long cold summer of our discontent is is finished, and uh, we are ready to get out of here. So thank you for listening. Thanks for being the people. We'll talk to you real soon. Good night. See you.